0: Welcome to the Meltdowns and Moscato podcast. This podcast is just the opinion of the experienced and sleep-deprived. They are not doctors or really certified in anything at all. If you experience frustration, fatigue, or lack of enlightenment, please turn off the podcast and go on with your day. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Meltdowns and Moscato. I'm Jackie. And I'm Joey.
1: And we have a special guest for you today. My best friend Rebecca Turnbaugh is with us. Say hi Beck. Hey there. So she's going to be our first guest, which is super awesome. And we're gonna have her in here from her and we'll talk about her background just a little bit before we get started. And then we're gonna jump right in because we have a lot to talk about today. So Beck, why don't you give us just a little brief explanation of why you are here today, what you have to do with the disability community, and then we'll go on from there.
2: Sounds good. So I am somebody with a physical disability. I was paralyzed at the age of eight months in a surgery that was meant to correct deformity in my spine, and it left me paralyzed. So I have been using a wheelchair my entire life.
1: And I have known her, well, my entire life. Becca's just a couple years older than me, but we grew up together. We call each other sisters. We're practically sisters anyway. We have been raised together as children, and then we lived together for a long time before I met this guy. <laughs> we we have always been in each other's life. So the cool thing is, we are the original posse of Girls With Issues. <laughs> it is a club that we can Came up with because we were super cool and we had a lot of issues and it made us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> and so we have always been, I, in our earlier episodes when I had mentioned just being around disability my whole life, like that's why I've always had hearing issues. Beck has always had, you know, physical issues where it comes to needing a chair and it's just our life. And we've never seen it as anything as weird or anything we had to work around. It was just our lives. So I wanted her to come on because she understands the differences of things you should say and not say to people with a disability. That is our topic today. It is probably going to take two episodes, so we're gonna jump right into it. And how this got brought up is I asked parents of kids on the spectrum, What is the main thing you would want to hear on a podcast episode? Every single one of them said things that people should not say. Because as a parent with a disability or as a person with a disability, you hear a lot of stuff. And you hear a lot of stuff that is not good. That's true. And very offensive. I wish you
0: could just stop people mid-sentence, and be like, "Look, don't say that. Here's what you should say. Let's retry this."
1: Except for, it's not my job to educate every single person. I would never sleep. I would never be able to focus on my children because we it would have be enough going on all day long. And especially somebody who, like Beck and I, who've lived with a disability our whole lives, you hear the same dang thing. So that's why we're doing this podcast episode is yeah. so we don't have to stop every single person. So let's jump right in. Joey's going to share a story that is the catalyst of why we are doing this episode. I'm going to be passionate. I'm probably going to be rude and offensive. I apologize now.
0: Joe? Yeah. So I took Jude on a walk to the park the other day. And as we were walking by the park, a nice couple stops us the gentleman says, hey, can we pray for you?
1: My son is in a wheelchair right now because he's really hard when we go on walks. And so we can't always guarantee that he's not going to flip out or run in the street or become very aggressive. So the wheelchair is our way of getting him back home yeah, quickly. Yeah, it's the,
0: it's the safety thing that we add in. So we have a belt around his lap so he can't get up while he's in the wheelchair. We're walking down. A couple says, hey, can we pray for you? I'm like, yeah, you know, that's fine. I'm having kind of a rough morning anyway. The woman starts in about praying over Jude's broken body. I'm like, okay, she thinks he's needs to be in a wheelchair, whatever, I'll just let it roll. I'm not going to get in any type of confrontation. She's praying, I don't want to interrupt someone while they're praying. As she's praying over his broken body, he moves his legs and like crosses his right foot in front of the left. Because my kid's no
1: dummy, okay? Y'all, he might be nonverbal, but he gets things. So <laughs> the
0: timing-wise was amazing. She had her eyes closed in prayer Her dude did not. He saw it. (laughs) Eyes bugged out, freaked out, and he interrupted her, which I probably should have done anyway. Stopped her mid-prayer and took over and then started praying over his broken mind.
1: Because my son doesn't ever sit quietly anyway, and so he was probably, I can guess, stemming and doing his
0: Yeah, well, he started because he was there for you know, a couple minutes while they were praying. You're a
1: better dude than me. I would have uh, straight up football armed the people and yeah, kept walking. wasn't.
0: I, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to Heisman pose them into the street. And I really
2: kind of hoped that Jude had kicked them and not just crossed.
1: his life. Okay, you got this is, okay, this is why I actually decided to do this episode because Beck and my husband are very mild people. They are non-violence. They are... Oh, just brush it off. And I'm the one that gets heated and fired up. And I'm telling Beck, we do the Marco Polo app, if you guys know what that is, where it's basically just voice message or video messages back and forth. And I'm telling her this in a video message. And the first thing she says is, tell me Jude kicked the lady and I died and I loved you even more than I thought was possible (laughs) because that is something I would say, not Rebecca. (laughs) Yeah, He,
0: he didn't. He was actually super well behaved for like a typical day. We let him finish, walked on our way. I just chuckled it off because that's what I do. I'm very non-confrontational, so I let it roll. I get home, and I laughingly tell Jackie this story. And
1: put the fiery furnace of hellfire anger in me. And I literally wanted to find these people and punch them in the face because you do never do you pray over someone's broken body, let alone their broken mind. Like, really, people? I just... I don't know what nationality they were, I don't care. I don't know what, what do you call that? Not nationality. Denomination. Denomination, thank you. I don't care what it was. Like to me, I always accept prayer. Prayer is prayer. We are Christians. It does not offend me when people ask to pray, but there is a right and a wrong way to do it. And that's what we're gonna spend this episode talking about. And I mean, for goodness sakes, Beck, it works at a church. Are you, you're not considered a pastor, are you? Or are you? No. So she works at a church. Her job is literally to pray for people. And even she was offended by this. Well, I
2: don't know my job is to pray for people. But
1: it's part of your job. But I do pray for people. And and so we're not against prayer. Let me just say that full on, right out. (laughs) Full
0: stop. Yes. We like prayer. We
1: like prayer. Okay. This is something that is not offensive to us. But the only thing I could say when Joey told me this was, No wonder people are put off from religion because if you are somebody who doesn't like prayer and who's offended by such things, that alone would literally push me off from the church forever. I don't care what church it is. It would push me off from all church, all praying forever. If somebody prayed over my child's broken mind and that was the first interaction I had with prayer, no way would I ever be okay with it. Mm -hmm. So that's also upsetting to me, not just as a mother that has a kid that was prayed for for that reason as somebody who does appreciate the power of prayer and sees the power in prayer, super pissed off of the way that happens. So instead of getting angry at it, which is what I instantly want to do, we're going to talk about how to pray properly or how to approach a subject like this properly. Beck, how often do you get asked to be prayed for? Let's just be, let's just be real in your life.
2: You know, actually as an adult, it's been less when I was a young adult and When I was a child, it happened more often. Now, I think actually the reason for this is because I am in different faith communities. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now, I work in and attend a Lutheran church that is a part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, which is more progressive. I have experienced that more conservative denominations is where I get the can I pray for you question. When I was younger unfortunately I didn't really have the language nope. or the guts to say no
1: exactly and like our kids can't yeah. our kids don't have that opportunity to say no and yeah. I I've been prayed for and again it's the same as you it was mostly when I was younger people don't do that now I, I don't know mm-hmm. what that I think is. it
0: might be the look on your face as an adult too they're
1: uh, not that could be wanting
0: to cross that line because subconsciously they're gonna know that there's a line. I, I would assume.
1: I don't know. I feel like people see broken, and I'm doing the quotes because it makes me angry, but broken children and it hurts them Everyone more. Everyone wants because to save the children. children. Yeah. And it's stupid because no one is broken. Everyone is made the way they are made. And I fully yeah, believe I mean, that. Like I
2: think I, in the last time it happened, I was in my late 20s. So it wasn't like a really long time ago. Yeah. But I also have a very young look. So people always thought I was in my teens when I was
1: in my 20s. True, very true. Even now, like when, when, and it's funny to me because it's when people hear my story that I get asked to be prayed for. Not necessarily if they see me signing. It's as soon as they hear that I had hearing and lost Mm. it. And then all of a sudden it's oh we
0: can fix this because it'll come back
1: yes you had it once god can give it to you again and it's like who's to say god didn't take it away for a reason y'all and that's what was upsetting to me as a kid is because you already are confused about what's going on in your body you're already not necessarily at full acceptance as a child and you struggle when you see other kids have things that you don't and don't have struggles that you do and then when you already feel like it's a deficit in you, and then somebody is actually saying it's a deficit in you, you feel like something is wrong with you as a person. Yeah. And I feel like the root of that as a child is what starts these feelings as an adult that there's something wrong, right?
2: I mean, it could be, yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever really thought about it in that way, but I think that for me, because I had a disability from the t- time that I was a baby, yeah. and infant- I've always had a disability. Yeah. On some level, I've always known that this was okay for me and that I, I never really thought that like, God somehow like looked away at some point. Exactly. Like, whoops, sorry Rebecca, I wasn't paying attention there. When I was handing out legs, I skipped over you. <laughs> yeah. But I've always sort of felt like, okay, this is me and been okay with that. Now that's probably on some like varying levels there I'm sure, moments growing up, yeah. that I'm like, oh, like, but I really wish I wasn't this way. Right?
1: When you're secure in it, and then you have people come and say that something is wrong then by praying, how did that make you feel?
2: It makes me feel just angry that they don't see that I'm already okay. Yes. That I'm not full and whole Yes. already. Which you are. Um, and also that they just see the disability. They're not at all trying to see me as a person or get
1: to know me. Yes.
2: And so they just see someone needing to be fixed.
1: Yes, yes, a hundred percent. I love that you said that because that is the root of I think where my anger does come from. It's not the fact that they even offered to pray or anything like that. Like I said, I appreciate prayer. It's that they called my child broken and that they saw him as broken when I see him as perfectly whole. I see him as exactly how God created him so this is where i wanted to go with this is we want to talk about not just the negatives here because again i don't want to offend a whole religion group like we do appreciate prayer y'all it's how can you have done it without being offensive like that's and our next episode is going to be all about things to say or things people say things you should say instead this episode i want to really talk about how you could do it less offensively and what that kind of looks like so for me In that situation, and for Joey, I mean, Joey's like I said, he's a pretty chill, easy dude. So he was fine with how it happened. For me, I would have appreciated is there anything we could pray for you for?
0: Exactly. It's not. Stop, leave it there. It's not hard to ask.
1: Because, hey, you know what? Our life is hard because of our child. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first to admit that. And my life is hard sometimes because of my hearing disability. And I'll be the first to admit that. But I want to be the one to decide what you pray for because. Things that might bother you or that you see as an issue, I do not. Same with my child. Same with, I'm guessing, Beck. Right. And so you want to see as a normal person.
2: The person being able to voice what it is that they want to pray. Like, so I have prayed for people around mental health issues, Mm -hmm. right? So-called broken mind, right? Like, that's not how I would put it. Um, or who should but put it? <laughs> things, things happening in their brain that cause them distress. But it's been because they have asked me to. Yes. It is okay to pray for someone's healing in their body if they say that that's what they need prayer for.
1: Correct. 100%. And with our kid, would that come up as a prayer request? It has, yes. But when that's an issue, and like in this circumstance, I would never pray for my son's broken mind to be healed because I don't see that as the problem. What I see as the problem is his aggression issues. And I might pray for that, like pray that his aggression will come under control. That would be amazing. Thank you. Or, Hey, guess what? We haven't slept in a century. You can maybe pray that my (laughs) kids sleep so that we can get a night of sleep. That would be amazing. So just, if you are the type that wants to pray for people and strangers, I don't want to discourage you from doing that.
0: No, it's, it's a great thing. And we have done that ourselves, and I know Rebecca has too.
1: I don't just We've... walk up to strangers and ask to pray for them, but... But, okay, I have. not <laughs> You I, have?
0: Yeah. And, and it's not like, I hey, it's, it's not, hey, can it? I pray for you? It's, you stop and, I mean, you see anyone on the street, if they're homeless or not doing as well, and you just start start a conversation, right? And Mm-mm. you're talking to them, and if there's something going on, that they're unhappy with, say, hey, do you mind if I pray for you?
1: Yeah, you're a good dude. I don't do that. Okay, but it, you, I actually have. I have prayed for
2: people just after some conversation and asked if we could pray together.
0: Exactly, but you...
1: I don't ask. I just pray for them alone at home yeah, later. but you
0: don't yeah. assume and walk up to someone, hey, I'm going to pray for you for what I think is wrong with you. Yes,
1: that right. that, that is the issue. So it, we're not discouraging prayer, you guys. I, it, it, I do see it as a tool and as a powerful tool. Those of you who don't, I understand... issues there too. So I don't want to make it about that. My thing is if you're the type of person that wants to pray for people, do it. Ask permission first and Mm -hmm. ask what they need prayer for. So if you're going to go up to somebody and say, you know what? I feel led to pray for you. Is there anything that is on your heart today that I can pray for? Or is there anything that's going on in your life that I can pray for? And leave it at that. And if they say no, y'all get your boots to walk in. Don't Mm -hmm. stand there and pray for them anyway.
0: Yeah, you can... I mean you can still pray for them as you're walking along and say, God hey, just be with them today. If
1: God if he leads you to pray, you pray. Yeah. In your mind, people he can hear your thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> you don't need and to I promise. would say maybe oh gosh,
2: I don't know if this is right. Maybe even if you feel led to approach somebody with a disability for that reason, just don't because the person is going to interpret it as you approaching them because they have a disability Mm -hmm. even if maybe you got some divine insight otherwise I don't know. Unless you lead with that divine insight, it's going to be interpreted in a way that is hurtful.
1: Yes. And that's and the thing about people that have the heart to pray for others that they don't know. And I really do feel, I don't feel like they're ever coming from a place of hurt or trying to upset you. That's not them. They're thinking that they're doing something to bless you. So that's why I wanted to do this podcast is to say, it's actually not a blessing. It's very hurtful and it can be taken very hurtfully Mm -hmm. as parents as the person with the disability it's offensive and so you don't ever want to have somebody who's already feeling like maybe that there is something wrong with them to bring up other insecurities in them and that's what i feel like that does by just approaching because they clearly have a disability mine isn't as visual unless i'm signing like Beck said, we're not picking on certain religions. You guys were really not. But the more conservative of the religion tends to be the ones that like instantly will be like, let me lay hands on you and pray. And as a child, I didn't have the voice to say, good. no, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> And so I think that's why it probably upset me and Beck a lot more than it upset Joey because we have past trauma with it. And yeah, I, I don't it, have the
0: experience no. having that happen to me. And it so. brings
1: up, the tra- it really does. It brings up this past issues of feeling powerless for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a voice to say no. And I never want my child to not have that voice, which is why Beck and I wanted him to kick her. Because <laughs> yeah. physical is how <laughs> Jude uses his voice. And so, you know, he didn't and maybe it did bless him. But as soon as he said Jude's broken legs and he moved them, that was a sign to me that no, Jude knew exactly what was happening. And that was him using his voice. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of my kid for that. I really am. This isn't to shame anybody. I don't want anyone feeling horrible if they have prayed for somebody. This is our way of enlightening the community of this this could be hurtful.
0: And you're enlightening me at this exact moment. Because while I was standing there with him and I did not verbally say anything to get him out of that situation i need to like i need to speak up for him when he can't i need to get past my own trying to make everybody happy and i need to just make sure that he is content
1: you need to be his advocate Exactly. yeah i appreciate that
2: and i would say to people with disabilities it is okay to say no yes and it's okay to explain why say you know the reason why i say no is because you know what is true for you for me it would be because I'm not sick I don't need healing this is me and I invite you to get to know me and understand how that's okay
1: mm-hmm. and it, I feel like it goes along with assuming what is wrong with a person and assuming their struggles before you have any clue what they are because what you might think somebody with a disability is struggling with might be something they're perfectly fine with they've already accepted oh, yeah. Right, And so if they just automatically assume you need prayer, that you need to walk, when you are a perfectly capable person who has never, that you remember walking, that it's offensive. Like it just straight out, there's no reason for it because the person has already dealt with that as they don't see it as an issue, right? Right. And I've never seen it as an issue. And especially, so it's funny to me because as kids, like I feel like kids learn from adults and other children. Like that's how they learn. They learn based on how you react to things how they're supposed to react. And I've said this before in our podcast, like be careful about your reactions around your children because that's how they learn to react to people. I feel very grateful that we grew up with people with all kinds of disabilities. Like in our group, I can name probably five disabilities that everyone had amongst us. The fact that I grew up with an uncle that had a mental delay, I never thought that was weird because my parents never treated it like it was weird they never treated him like he was any different or aka special or whatever. We never treated you like it was anything different. I'm growing up seeing you scooting around without using your legs and I thought it was cool and so I learned how to scoot probably from you. When we would go camping and stuff, your parents never made it a big deal. They put out a blanket and we hung out on the blanket while the kids were cliff jumping or whatever the heck they were doing. I was perfectly content (laughs) playing Barbie dolls on the blanket because that's, I didn't want to cliff jump so it was a good reason like i never saw it as oh beck can't cliff jump so i need to hang out with her like it's how you're raised and it's how your parents approach a situation i feel like as parents be very cognizant in how you're approaching the situation with your child because that's how other kids are learning they're they're watching the adults and if you're super protective of your kid and you're like oh they can't do that because of this and they can't do that and don't do that everyone's gonna be skittish and nervous oh yeah i love that your parents were super chill and relaxed about your disability and mine were super chill and relaxed about my disability and so on and so forth there's air quotes with each of those (laughs) because (laughs) isn't a disability yes (laughs) like as much as you don't
2: want to assume that people have these issues that you imagine that they do disability is something that (sighs) is real right yes i do have barriers sometimes we try to
1: nice it up or cute it up with words like Handicap. No. No no no. Don't even handicapable me right now because I will snap.
2: <laughs> What's the other one? Differently able. For oh, me, I, I just I hate those. don't connect with those terms at all. Because it feels like it disconnects me from people other people with disabilities or from my own disability.
1: Because yes, it's a participation award. That's what it is. They're giving you a participation award by saying you're handicapable. That's how I feel. I don't like that. I'm like, no, I do have boundaries and I do have barriers in my way. Being handicapped is not bad. Having a disability is not bad. I need to approach it as so and let you know what I need for that disability. I don't need you giving me a little trophy saying, Oh, you're capable of everything. Right. <laughs> Cause you're not, Yay I am not. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, my child is not. And I need you to voice the fact that my child is disabled so that you know, this is how you have to approach them. This is how you have to treat their situation. And that's fine. And for those of you who like the handy, capable terms, what's the other Differently one? Abled. Differently abled terms. That's fine. If that works yeah. for you and that works for your child, we're not here to poo-poo on it. For me personally, I do not like it. Beck, I know, does not like it. I just do see it as a participation award. <laughs> and I know that's probably silly, but that's how I've always seen it. And it's always bothered me when people are like, you're not disabled. Yeah. Not all disabled. I-, I can't say that word. Disabilities have a look. Mm-hmm. A lot of disabilities, especially now that are like autism, that's talking more about it in the spotlight there's like fibromyalgia, there's so many other disabilities that you don't see them. By giving just one term of only to physical disabilities, I feel like you're cutting off a whole group of disabled people by doing that.
2: Yeah, and I also think that sometimes we use these words because we're afraid, of disability and Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be one disability is the largest category of marginalized people in the world because it is so all-encompassing and also disability is likely to come to all of us as we age our bodies change and we lose capacity oftentimes whether it's mental or physical it is highly likely that at some point you will embody some kind of disability
1: or someone you love
0: yeah and people really don't think about the long-term no. ramifications like that I I never have until you just yeah said that. that's
1: a very good point I'm glad you brought that up because it's true and so think about how you would want to be treated or how you want your loved one to be treated and if it's not how you're treating others maybe wake up a little bit and start treating them that way So Beck is gonna be here for our next episode as well, which is what to say and what not to say around people with disability or to people with disabilities. This is not to shame anybody if you've ever said it the way that we're saying not to, it's just because we hear the same exact things sometimes on a daily basis mm-hmm. about our children, about Beck and I selves. We hear it so much that it's not just you. And it's
2: sometimes a what lot. to say or what what people do. Or what it's people actions do. And yes. words.
1: Actions and definitely actions and words. So that is our next episode. Please tune in next week to hear that. This week's question of the day is going to be about when is a time you have felt misjudged for something or your children have been misjudged for something. How did you feel when that happened and what would you have preferred them to have said in that situation?
0: Or how did you handle it? Like if you have a good story on how you handled something. We want to
1: hear your stories you guys. So let's hear the stories. Let's hear about a time that you were approached or your child was approached what happened, how you handled it, or how you wish you would have handled it. And we will put you in a drawing to win the prize of the week. We'll put it on our Facebook and on our Instagram. You can go to meltdownsandmoscato.com to go ahead and share those stories with us. And then we will get back to you next week. So have a wonderful week. Beck, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a pleasure. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Meltdowns and Moscato, Visit MeltdownsandMoscato.com to ask and answer questions to enter giveaway drawings. Also, don't forget to subscribe and review the show. For more information about Jackie Wheeler, please go to www.jackiewheeler.com or you can find her on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Mild stalking only, please.